Hey there, my five faithful listeners and anyone who randomly stumbled upon this episode. My name is Lydia, and this is the Lydia Todd Pod. It's probably not a good idea to start a podcast because your last name rhymes with pod, but I'm here anyways. From spontaneous trips to special guests to deep spiritual conversations and everything in between, expect inspiration, stories, and plenty of laughter. Grab a glass of milk, settle in, and let's dive into the episode. Season 1. I think I have some explaining to do. I have decided to drop my whole first season in one day. Yes, I did consider the consequences of this. I found none. And so, here I am. I wanted to just get the introductions out of the way so that we could just move into actual content next week. And so... I hope you guys don't mind. I know that a lot of you like to binge watch TV shows, so here is a podcast that you can binge from the (laughs) get-go. You're welcome. With that being said, I have already kind of introduced my life with travel, with music, um, a general introduction, and my final introduction episode for season one is going to be about faith. Faith is probably going to be the topic that has the most episodes about it because it's the thing that I'm the most passionate about. It's the thing that I have given the most study to, I've had the most growth in, and I also think it's the most important thing to share. With that being said, let's kind of get an introduction in for my journey with faith so far. Well, first I need to define terms because sometimes whenever we say big fancy terms that are used in a religious setting, we don't actually have the same understanding as to what they mean. And so I'm going to define the terms so that you know whenever I say them, this is what I mean when I say them. First, let's define what religion is. That seems like a big scary term about people that like dedicate their whole lives to something that may or may not be true and that is sometimes what religion means but how I am defining religion is more of a set of beliefs that makes one's standard of reality um, some kind of system of belief or worship a devotion to a certain set of standards a certain set of beliefs and a higher being you could have a religion that's based on a lot of different things. I have a religion that I I choose to devote myself to and follow. It's it's really what you observe, what you bind yourself to. I haven't really considered, but it may not be to a higher being at all. You could definitely have a religion devoted to another person on earth or um, even maybe even to yourself. But that is what I mean whenever I say religion. I don't mean any negative connotations that may come with some people's religion. And I don't always mean the positive, perfect religion that people hope for. I just mean the sense of this set of beliefs that I choose to observe or follow. And this set of worship rituals or different things like that. And then, what do I mean when I say the word faith? I don't mean general belief. I think you can believe something and it have no influence or impact on your choices in life, on the way that you live. 
but faith is more than that. Faith is a confidence or a trust or an assurance in some higher being based on the evidence, but not a foolproof. And so it's not a belief based on no evidence, but it's also not an affirmation of facts, proven things. I know, for instance, that I am holding a cup of chocolate milk in my hand right now. There's no question about it. And so that's not something I have faith in because there's there's no reason. There, I have no ability to deny that. There's no room for me to believe or not believe it unless I was insane. But I do have faith that, for instance, the Wall of China has been created and existed. Like, I believe that. I have faith in it. I've never seen it in real life. I have seen evidence that leads toward the fact that it is real because I've seen pictures in history books and stuff like that, but there's no reason why I absolutely 100% have to know that as a true fact because I have never actually witnessed it myself. So that is something that I have faith in. That's kind of a silly example, but it gets the point across that it is a faith I have because I would make choices off of that. I would tell someone else that that is true because I believe it to be so. I have made decisions about what I think of other people or things based on things that I have faith in that no one has proven to me that these things are true, but I, I still believe it to be so. Faith is as the Bible describes, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things that are not seen. So things that haven't been proven, but there's evidence for them. I follow the evidence and find where it leads me. And that is what I mean when I say faith. I know a lot of people think of faith as something that is blind or something that has no evidence, but that's not the way that the Bible defines faith. And that's not what I mean when I say faith just kind of getting those terms out of the way. Now I'm going to talk about my, I guess, faith journey until now and some of the things that I would like to talk about on the podcast with you guys. Since I was really little, faith has been something that I have grown into because of the religion that was instilled in me since birth practically all through my childhood and I'm very grateful for that because my family my parents didn't have to do that but they chose because they thought that that was what was best to teach me the ways of morality and of right and wrong so that maybe one day I would be able to choose between right and wrong it was never a you're forced to believe this kind of thing it was a you should find this out for yourself. And when I was little, they would, you know, tell me stories or different things to help me learn lessons about truth and morality. But whenever I was older, in mostly high school, I would say, I started making my faith my own, where I began to question things, do research, like, is there any higher beings? Is there a reason why we exist? Is there a God? Is the Bible from this higher being? And how do we know that? 
if that's true, what about all of the suffering in the world? Why does that happen? What about all of the people who don't believe? What does that mean for them? If God is true, if the Bible is from God, all of these questions I have thought about very deeply and some of them more than once have come back to to dive into it. I'm a very analytical person and I overthink just about everything so it is definitely a habit of mine to go above and beyond to research things and I really enjoy playing devil's advocate where I question things to the extreme to make sure that there's no holes in an argument and not to say that I haven't had and still continue to have holes in certain beliefs that I've held but because of that it has made me question a lot of things and have a very very strong devout faith now because of all of the evidence that I've seen in my research. If you have ever struggled to understand any of those things I've mentioned or even completely random other questions regarding morality, spirituality, devotedness to God, the Bible, Jesus, anything like that, I have potentially looked into that topic. And on this podcast, I would like to share a lot of the research that I've done Whenever I'm talking with my friends, a lot of times I will end up sharing with them because one of them comes to me with a question, hey, I have been wondering about blank, can you help me out with this or have you got any answers for this? And I'm like, yeah, actually I went through that six months ago, let me share what I found, maybe that'll help you come to a conclusion on the matter. And so with that Maybe I can just make podcasts about each of these topics and more people who have those same questions can at least start with looking at some different evidence for it, against it, and figuring out what truth is. I am not going to go too much into absolute truth yet because that will be in a later episode, but I do think it is so important to have assurance and confidence in what you believe or know to be true. And if you are in a, at a point right now where you're uncertain about truth, about what matters most in life, what your purpose is in life, how you should make decisions, and who you can trust, I'm not saying I have all the answers, and I'm definitely not saying that I am the most qualified person to help in that aspect, but I do want to offer what I do know, and maybe you can share too, and we can come to a better understanding of truth. I am so, so excited for the episodes planned, and some of the topics that I've thought about covering have to do with, obviously, morality, truth, what is the gospel, what does that even mean? Who is God? Who's Jesus? What about evidences for the text? Like, can we trust that the New Testament was written the way it says it was written and that it's actually eyewitness accounts? Stuff like that. Um, I've done a ton of research on that. I took 
four semesters of Greek in university, and that is definitely not enough to be a Greek scholar, but it's enough to start translating, and so I've been translating some of the text of the New Testament, and that's been super fun, so I'm going to share some of what I've learned from that, and then also just random things that have encouraged me that maybe will encourage you guys and help us grow together. That is really the aim of this part of the podcast, growing and sharing what I know, and hopefully you guys will share what you know, and we can both be better for it. In high school, I got to a point where I went through a lot of motions, but I didn't have a deep faith yet. I didn't have a confidence in what I believed to be true, and because of that, I wasn't making decisions based off of my faith. It was just kind of a, I'm doing this because it's easy. It's the expected normal option. I went to a few camps one summer, 2015. I went to Real Foot Youth Camp, which is the church camp that I grew up going to. And then I went to a camp called Foundations at Memphis School of Preaching. And both, like that whole summer really just changed my life for the better. At Real Foot Youth Camp, my age bracket went up. So like I moved up cabins and you have different classes based on your age group. And so I moved into the oldest age group for classes. The class was taught by my good friend, Daniel Dalton who really has a high regard for the Word of God, and he's very humble and studies it with an open heart and open mind, and he shares whatever he finds is the truth, and I really admire that about him. But he took us through the book of Daniel, which I hadn't been in before. I hadn't deeply studied the latter half. Like, I knew all of the beginning stories in Daniel. I knew about Daniel in the lion's den. I knew about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but I did not know about all of the prophecies at the end of the book. And studying through those prophecies in depth and about the prophecy of the kingdom and that kind of stuff really, really deepened my faith. It it made me think, wow, if there's this much I didn't know about in this book that I thought I kind of knew in the Bible, then what else don't I know? Why haven't I known how fun this is to dig into the Word of God before. And so I started to want to dive deep that summer. And I went to this camp called Foundations where they tackled really difficult topics and they didn't treat us like kids. They were like, hey, you're in high school, you're, or you're almost in high school. I mean, the camp was, I think, 13 and up. And so they were like, you guys are ready to start thinking critically about things. And they challenged us. The classes were about really hard topics of, I mean, can I can I trust the Bible? Or things like, what about the Islamic faith or Buddhism or like other religions? And what about different beliefs that you have in your faith? Like, are you living them out to the full extent of what you say you believe? And all of the classes at that camp really pushed me to read my Bible more and to think critically about what I say I believe. And that summer kind of kickstarted what has been an amazing, I don't know, eight years, I guess now, of growth. 
I hope that it doesn't die off. I hope that I continue to grow the way that I did that summer. And that is just kind of the, I guess, story of my faith from going through the motions to deciding I want to know what I believe and know why I believe it. And if I find something to be true that I used to not think is true, then change the way that I live to match what is true. And I don't think that we're going to agree on everything. And if we do, I mean, I guess that's awesome, but I'm sure that there are things that I'm still wrong about that I would love for you to correct me on. And there are things that I've discovered recently that would help you grow. I'm testing my faith, but I'm also grounded in it. And so I hope that you can have that same assurance and confidence in whatever you believe. If we don't believe in the same thing, I hope that you are very sure and have built your beliefs on evidence so that you can walk with confidence in your life. So that's kind of the rundown of my faith and of how I would define religion and faith. To bring this episode to a close, I had mentioned in an earlier episode that one idea I had for fun things to do on the podcast would be to read through my Twitter drafts. And after reading through them, I thought that they related most to the faith episode. And maybe you'll see why once I read through most of them. But I am being very vulnerable with you because I want you to know that I am an open book and I want to just be truthful in all things. And even if that's a little embarrassing for me, hopefully it will strengthen our friendship. Here I go. I'm going to read through my Twitter drafts. I might regret this later on, but you know, it's 2024. No regrets, hopefully. So I will just read through the the draft and if it needs explaining, I'll explain it. Most of these, uh, I don't know. There's probably a reason why I didn't tweet them. Here we go. Oh, also, I guess that this is X, X drafts. That just sounds wrong, though, so I'm still calling it Twitter drafts. First one is a quote by Craig Van Gelder, and it says, The church is, the church does what it is. The church organizes what it does. So I really liked this quote because it was about what the word church means, and we'll probably get into that in a later episode, but the word church, it just is literally assembly or a gathering and it's the people it's not a building and I really liked how this word is defined it says that the church is just like Lydia is I am here the church is like a being a group of people the church does what it is it lives out a mission and then organizes what it does I just thought it was a good quote but then I thought if I tweeted it that Maybe people wouldn't get it, and I would have to expand, and there's not enough characters for that, so it lives in my drafts. Oh, this one's funny. The tweet says, next class, be prepared to talk about wine. Hashtag Tracinganikos, which is a hashtag that I made up, and it's written in Greek letters, but it literally means three Greek, like Greek three, because... I was in Greek 3. For class, we were talking about translating the passage where 
Jesus turns water into wine. And so we thought it would be funny to bring wine glasses that we got at the Dollar Tree and uh, sparkling grape juice to class. And and when the teacher walks in, like we're sitting there pouring this in the, the wine glasses, but it was it was just grape juice and I don't know. I didn't tweet that because I didn't know if it was appropriate to spoil the surprise before class. Next tweet. My friendship doesn't have requirements, demands, or rules. If I have ever been a friend to you, I still am. I didn't tweet this, but I feel like it's a very truthful statement. I just didn't... I, I don't know what was going through my mind when I wrote it, but I don't want people to feel like I'm not their friend anymore, even if they choose not to be my friend, because that's not the way I roll. If I am your friend, it isn't a conditional thing. Like, I will still choose to be your friend, even if you don't want to be mine anymore. Some people have different views on friendship, but that is kind of where I stand. The next tweet is, I'm apologetically Christian. Didn't tweet this because I thought a lot of people might not get the joke, but I was making a play on the word apologetics, which is when you study things to prove the existence of God or like the authority of the Bible and stuff. Like I'm not apologizing for being Christian, but I'm apologetically Christian. Thought it was funny. The next tweet is a prayer that I wrote. Lord, give me whatever you know to be the best for your kingdom. Give me gifts and abilities and relationships that glorify you. Take whatever you need to refine me as your vessel and instrument. Not sure what spurred that on, but it's a good prayer. I've prayed it many times. Okay, this next one, uh, okay, well, I'm just gonna say it, and if you're out there listening, this, this is just how life is. So, the next tweet is when Justin Rogers knows your name with a crying emoji, and it was because, I don't know, I get really emotional and just really excited when People who I look up to know me as a person. I mean, you know when you have people that you hold to high regard or like, not not celebrities, not people you've never met in your life, but people that shouldn't or have no reason to know who you are, but you know who they are and you look up to them a lot. That was the case. And one day I'm just in the cafeteria at our school. He walks by and is like, good evening or good afternoon Lydia and I was like what this person who I think is such an awesome person knows who I am that was just a special moment but I didn't tweet it because I guess it's embarrassing but now the whole world knows so moving on next tweet revival isn't hype it's hunger for God and a crying out to him I definitely think that this was a reaction tweet to when all the revivals were happening earlier last year. I was excited that people were turning to God, turning to Jesus, but it became a, a hype and I was getting the feeling that a lot of people didn't understand that revival was like a turning to God, not not just a, a hype movement because there's lots of things that turn into hype movements that aren't revivals. The next tweet was, oh, 
we already talked about this in this episode, so this is relevant. Whatever you believe, please follow it to its ends. Cognitive dissonance is real and should never be okay. Do something about what you believe. If one truth, in brackets, if one truth contradicts another, one of them is wrong. Think on that one, kids. You're probably not kids. I don't know why I said that. Here we go. Next tweet. This is a quote from CYC from the SWAT team, which is skits with a truth. They perform every year at CYC, which is a youth conference. And last year, one of the quotes from them, I, I'm sure I didn't tweet it because I had already tweeted like a hundred times that day. <laughs> it says, I couldn't get your time. You didn't give me your attention. I didn't know I could go to you for help. That one just pricked me. It was a skit about someone who had passed away and they get to Judgment Day and turn to you and they're like, why didn't you help me? Why didn't you share with me the truth? Why didn't you do something? You had the opportunity. So that one prick into the heart. Next tweet God, lead me to admonish rather than scold. Yep. It's just, it's just there. Next tweet. Ooh, this one, I feel like it's savage. Souls are just as lost in developed countries. Everyone always takes pictures on their trips to Africa where they're in some third world country helping these kids from starving and that is wonderful. It is great to, I think it's actually a necessary thing to help people who are in need. But when we talk about salvation, we talk about souls, you don't have to be lacking physically to be lacking spiritually. And it's easy to lose that idea because on the outside, everything may look like it's put together. Next tweet, I've been, ooh, this is sad. I've been all around the world, and loneliness apparently knows no boundaries. Yep, just gonna just gonna leave that one there. Next tweet. If you want to get to know Jesus, it's a relationship, meaning you can't be the only one talking. You have to let him speak to you through his word, too. Communication goes two ways. Prayer is only half a relationship. Um, this was actually a message I sent to someone who... We were talking and they were like, man, I just have been trying to grow closer to God later. I've been praying a lot. And I was like, have you been reading the word? And and he was like, no, I actually haven't been. And so we had a whole conversation about how you can't expect to grow in a relationship if a relationship goes two ways and you're only pouring in, but you're not letting the other half of the relationship pour into you too. Next tweet. When we sing, we're not the audience. God is the audience. That was about not singing in general, but singing in worship. Next tweet, sadness that brings you closer to God is better than happiness that pulls you away. Facts. Next tweet, the enemy accuses, but the Lord defends. I'm pretty sure I found that on Instagram somewhere and wanted to save that quote. Next one, give proof and take reproof. It's important that I'm not ready to only give proof that I'm not only ready to defend things, but I'm also ready to take reproof because I know that I'm not always right. So being ready to grow and being ready to help others grow are both important. 
I feel like this is a good note to end on. This is a tweet about what we should do when we come to the Bible, like when we read a scripture, what should we try to take from it? And so these are questions that you can ask. After reading a passage from scripture, ask, is there an example to follow? Is there a sin to avoid or confess? Is there a promise to claim? Is there a prayer to pray? Is there a command to obey? Is there a condition to meet? Is there a verse to memorize? Is there an error to avoid? Is there a challenge to face? Is there a principle to apply? Is there a habit to change? That is, is there a habit to start or stop? Is there an attitude to correct? Is there a truth to believe? And if you approach scripture with those questions in mind, I think you're going to be able to get the most out of it. That is a good wrap up for the faith episode. I hope that whatever you are going through right now, whatever you're searching for, whatever you are challenged by, that you don't feel alone. And if you do feel alone, please reach out, DM me. I will try to be available as much as I can be. But even if we're in different time zones, message me on Instagram or on iMessage or something. And a faith journey is not going to be easy if you do it right (laughs) it's going to be maybe a struggle sometimes whenever we confront different evidences different truths different scriptures but but if you want to be confident in what you believe if you want to have a faith worth fighting for then we are on the same page And I think that this podcast is hopefully going to be very beneficial for both of us. So thank you guys for giving me a space to share. I hope that it is useful. Next week, we will dive in to the real stuff. See you then. As we wrap up this episode of the Lydia Todd Pod, I want to express my heartfelt gratitude for you spending time with me. This really challenges my belief that I only have five consistent listeners. If you have any thoughts, topics, or questions you'd like me to explore further on future episodes, please reach out on one of my socials. I hope that our conversations have brought you inspiration and joy. If you have friends or family who might be interested in our conversations, don't hesitate to share the podcast with them.